Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 26. How are y'all doing? I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here with you. <sighs> okay. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about today. Um, first of all, we are just in the beginning of May of 2020, so we are still in the middle of this whole coronavirus pandemic thing. So um, like I have been doing every week for the past several weeks, I want to send out my love to you. If you, I mean, you know, it's it's a hard time for pretty much everyone, um, but some are going through more than others. If you need some extra love and support, that's what I'm sending you right now. I know it's not easy. Um, there's just so much, so much going on. Everybody's in my thoughts. I'm really hoping that everybody is doing as well as possible. I hope your families are well. I hope that you're safe um, and and just and just doing your best and and trying to live your best life. And um, that that's what we're doing here at my house. Um, I'm very thankful and happy to report that we are doing well. Um, things are going really good. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's busy and it's a little wild and crazy because, you know, my kids are here and I'm working and and they're doing school and we're, ah, it's kind of crazy, but, um, it's fine. It is what it is. No complaints here. I'm feeling very grateful and, um, we're just, we're just trucking along and, you know, since it's May, that means that school's almost over. So, ha, (laughs) that's good news. Um, we, we all deserve a a month, not a month, two months, three months of a break (laughs) from, from school, right? The kids, the parents, everybody. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Before we start talking about social media, I have to make sure and mention this because I've been talking to a lot of you guys about wine. So I want to make sure I mention wine. Okay. If you know me, you know, I'm a wine lover. Absolutely love my wine. And more recently, I've discovered this clean crafted wine. So that's what I've talked about a lot recently here on the show and on my social media. And I've had quite a few of you reaching out to me wondering more information, wanting more information about that because it's, I don't know, it's really cool. It's, I, I'm, I've learned a lot about wine. Like I thought I knew. I thought I knew a lot. Okay. I thought I did, but um, they're teaching me um, that you know, they just, they have clean crafted wine. There's not extra added sugars and and junk and weird stuff added to the wine. It's literally just pure wine. And that is dreamy and it's very delicious. And I know a lot of you guys out there, um, most of you guys are business owners and entrepreneurs. And I know a lot of you guys are very health conscious and you like the idea of a clean crafted wine and less sugar and all that. And um, you know, we've, we've had our conversations. So if you're one of those people, you know, that I've chatted with, you know what I'm talking about. And, um, if you want information on that, here's what you do. All you got to do is go to brittanycrossoncom slash wine. Easy. brittanycrossoncom slash wine. And you can go to my wine link. I'm partnered up with them. It's such a great company. Like I said, clean crafted wine. They work with smaller vineyards, family owned businesses, which y'all know I love cause I come from a family owned business. Um, my family's business, my dad's business. And, um, it's just really special. Plus it's delicious wine. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that brittanycrossoncom slash wine, definitely check that out. Um, and if you, if you order some wine, please tag me, tag me on Instagram, um, or on Facebook, um, send me a message. Let me know which one you got. I think I've tried almost all of them by now. (laughs) So I want to see what you try. Let me know. Okay. Moving on to some, um, businessy stuff here. So here's, here's what's going on with today's show. My guest is really awesome. I love her so much. And when I say I love her, I actually mean, I truly love her. She's my friend, Amanda Slisky. Um, I'm going to get to that interview really, really soon. Um, she's got so much good stuff to offer when it comes to, um, running an online business. Um, she has two, uh, two twins. That's funny. Yes, there are two of them. Um, (laughs) 
she has twin toddlers and she talks about that and managing all of that. And it's just, it was just really fun to chat with her and she's a really smart gal. So we'll get to that in a second. But before the interview, I want to make sure and answer these few questions. Um, I, I had asked you guys on my social media, um, channels, uh, what questions you have. And I would answer some, some questions on the show. So I wanted to go ahead and just address a few of them right now. So the first one comes from, um, Sabrina. All right, Sabrina. Um, her question is, is, does going live on Facebook every day really help when it comes to the algorithm? Okay. So I have my own opinions on this. And of course, you know, I've read a lot of things and I even did some research after she directly asked me this question just to kind of confirm some stuff. And here is, here's the verdict on going live on Facebook every day. And does it help? You know, Um, does it help? Most likely, yes, it is doing some good. But let me also say this. I don't think that you need to go live every day. So if that scares you (laughs) and you're like, holy crap, Facebook live every day, that sounds like a lot. I don't think you need to do it every day, but I do think that you, if you want to do it and you, it's a good idea for your business, then definitely do it. And I think that it should just be consistent. And I know you hear that word a lot, but what I mean is that even if you could like schedule it. So say you're like, look, I'm not going to do it every day, but I will commit to doing it twice a week. How about schedule that? How about go ahead and tell people ahead of time? Like I'm going to go live on Tuesday at this time, blah, 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 and plan it out. Try to get inform as many people as possible that are going to get value from your video and do it and do it on that schedule over and over and over and over and over again. I just feel like it's nice for people to rely on the fact that you're going to be live every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. or whatever. Okay, so that's my biggest advice is that if you want to use it, you should be using it for sure because engagement on Facebook live videos is like five times that of engagement on pre-recorded edited videos. So it's definitely a good idea, but I don't think you have to do it every day. Now, if you want to do it every day, I think you should do it every day. And I do think that you are going to see an increase in overall exposure, um, meaning, you know, reach, I shouldn't say exposure, reach would actually be the proper word. So you're going to reach people more by being on it regularly, but I don't think that that on its own is going to solve all of your Facebook algorithm problems. There's a lot more to the story. Um, We can dig deeper into that later. But but so basically my answer is that if you want to do it every single day, you should. If you don't, that's fine. But I do believe that it's going to do some good. So definitely at least figure out some sort of a schedule of what days a week you're going to do it and stick to it for like a long time. I mean, like like forever. (laughs) a long ass time. It takes people a while to catch on. Okay. So you may only have a few viewers at first. You may only have a few for, for several weeks. I don't know. Um, it's going to get better. It is. And it's a good idea. Definitely use Facebook live. Um, okay. The next question I got was from Amanda and she says, is there a sweet spot for the number of stories one should post in a day? So stories, if you're not familiar, it's something that's on Instagram and also on Facebook. And um, they're amazing. And I highly recommend you using stories. People love to watch stories. Um, And I do think that you should be posting stories every day if you're trying to be proactive with your social media. Um, And she wants to know, is there a good number of how many stories to post per day? Yes. Now this is my opinion, but I, I did confirm with some other professionals that agree 10 to 20 seems to be like a really good, good amount. I, I think more, my, me personally, I like to lean closer to 20, but you know, I'm a content creating machine, literally like that's, that's what I do for work. (laughs) So it's, it's easy. It's easy for me to say, yeah, you should do 20. Um, but I would do at least 10 and I would be careful of doing too many. And I know that sounds weird because usually when it comes to creating online content, as long as it's truly like valuable content, I say create like crazy, do as much as you want. But when it comes to stories, if y'all know what it looks like at the top of the stories where there's the little dashes, 
you know, that represent each story. When you have a whole lot in one day, those dashes turn into dots. And the thing is, is that (laughs) people look at it and it looks daunting. Like, oh crap, I came here to watch quick video clips and images and things like that and go through it quickly and it'd be kind of entertaining and blah, blah, blah. If they see that you have like 50 stories in a day, well, actually that might be past the limit. Um, But anyway, (laughs) then it's just a lot. So calm down. I would say um, 10 to 20, but I like to keep it at about 20. Okay. And the final question I have is from Miss Brittany. Um, I love a Brittany. Y'all know I love a Brittany. (laughs) I always say that about Brittany's because I do. I love Brittany's and Brittany's love me. Um, So here's her question. She's wanting to know what you should post when you have a personal page and a business page. Like, do you, how do you, how do you decide what to post on what and how do you juggle that? Oh, good Lord, Brittany. That's a long story. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, well, it is because it really depends upon the situation and on the business and on the person and all those things. But here's my kind of quick answer that should be helpful to most people. First of all, you may not need both. Okay. Um, and that's the truth. You, it depends on the situation. So, hey, if you go ahead, message me if you want to um we can we can set up a strategy call together or something so I can really dig in deep with you on this um any of you listening but but overall you may not need both it just depends on what kind of work you're doing and how you're handling it and what types of content you're you're creating and wanting to create okay it's not always necessary for everybody to have like a business Facebook page and a personal profile. It's not always necessary for everybody to have a business Instagram and a personal Instagram. Um, You don't always have to do that. So that's the first thing you need to think about is do I even need to have two separate ones? Um, But if you do need to have two separate ones or you just want to, you know, like say you just want to have an Instagram that's just like your personal Instagram that you just do whatever the hell you want and it's just fun. Well, cool. Then just do that and just post about the things in your life that you're cool with sharing about. We kind of go back to what I talk about with personal branding in this topic. Um, I talk about the fab four, picking your fab four, like your four topics. Um, If you want your personal, excuse me, your personal account to kind of be a way to start building a personal brand, a brand that is about you as an individual, that's not just about your business, then hey, go for it. Do that. You know, talk about your business, but also talk about a few other aspects of your life, like say your family, a hobby, whatever, that are relatable. And you just talk about those topics over and over and over and over and over every time you post, um, kind of rotate them. And your audience will start to get to know you as a person, personal brand. And it's, it's also really fun. You know, you're talking about your life. You're just being real. Um, you could totally do that if you're just choosing to, if you also have the business account and to flip it on the business account, I would say literally flip it around. So like, like I said, on the personal one, you know, say you, you pick your fab four, one of those is your business. The other three are just other aspects of your life that are going to be relatable that you want to be known for, right? So like your business, uh, your family, um, gardening. Why do I always use gardening as an example? I don't know why, but it just comes out. Um, (laughs) And running, okay? Say those are the things that you decide that you're going to talk about. Well, that's great. One of those is your business. The other three are not. The other three are there to help people connect with you as a human being. Well, swap it in your business account, okay? So that means that You're going to talk more about the business and the products, and you're going to just sprinkle in the personal stuff because there's going to, if you have both and you're running both, there's going to be people that only follow one or the other. And that's just how it is. It's not, I mean, they may not even do it on purpose, Um, but you're going to have some people that only see your business account. And while you should definitely talk about the business (laughs) and what the business does, clearly, you should sprinkle in some little personal stuff here and there so that people can get a little glimpse behind the scenes and know that it's a human being running this account. It's a human being running this business. Here's a little tiny bit about me, right? So you just kind of swap them. One is like a little bit more 
life, you know, personal connection heavy, and then your business is more business heavy, but they both contain aspects of each other. Okay. I have rambled for long enough. I hope that that, those answers were helpful. Again, um, I do, I do one-on-one strategy sessions and I feel like that is where a lot of really true good value lies for business owners because we can really dig deep into what the heck you want to accomplish with social media for your business. So if you want to talk to me about possibly doing that, please do reach out to me, send me, um, send me an email. You can email the show actually, since we're on the show, you can email, um, social sunshine podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out on, um, on social media. All the links are on the website, social sunshine podcast.com. You can find me, Brittany Crossan on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Um, yeah, definitely reach out and, um, and we could set up a strategy session. So that way you get some guidance tailored for you and your business exactly what you need because everybody's different. Okay, let's get on to this awesome interview with my friend. I'm so excited about this. She has such good stuff to offer. She's such a cool person. Seriously, if you're not already following her on Instagram, you have got to start. You're going to love her. I'm telling you. (laughs) Stay tuned because up next is my interview with Amanda Slisky. So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Today's guest is a full-time stay-at-home mom of twins, twin toddlers, y'all, an online business owner with over nine years of experience in the industry and a former massage therapist. This lady is a rock star biz owner that was literally working her business while on bed rest with her twins. And fun fact, y'all, she knows all the lyrics to all of the salt and pepper songs, my kind of girl, of course. Welcome to the show, Amanda Slisky. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to do this with you. <laughs> me too. So you guys, just so y'all know, Amanda and I have actually worked together. Um, I've said it on the show before. I have some experience um, dabbling in the like network marketing, social selling world. And I'm so thankful that I did because I met Amanda and a few other really amazing people. And um, we just decided to hold on to each other. <laughs> All the way across the country. I'm here in Texas. She's in California. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's 9.15. I've got my coffee. Um, <laughs> life is good. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, so this is going to be... I mean, we are recording this um, on... what? Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Um, it's going to be uh, released a few weeks from now. But as we are recording this, um, we do have all the coronavirus... Um, stuff going down. So we will um, acknowledge that that is happening. And we are both thankful to be home with our kitties, um, locked up safe with some food and some wine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Plenty, plenty of wine. <laughs> That's essential at this point. We can all agree on that. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So let's just dive right in. Let's just, first, if you don't mind, just telling people Um, like your kind of professional journey. So you were a massage therapist, but then you went into this, um, you guys, I'm sure, you know, network marketing, social selling, direct sales, um, that whole world, you, you went into that world. So if you don't mind telling us how you got into it and, and I don't know, whatever you want to share. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really started like my entrepreneurial journey quite young. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was in college. I dropped out. Um, it was just sort of a 
you know, shooting from the hip moment of like, what am I going to do with my life? Let's just go into massage therapy. So I did it and I started my own business um, at 20 years old. I was a one woman show and I was doing really well. Like I bought my first house um, on my own, like by 21, I had a thriving business. I was partnered with a chiropractor and, you know, in my small town community in central New York. Um, and I really got to network and meet just so many many people through that community, um, which was just invaluable, you know, experience for me, especially being so young and, you know, really just starting and learning and all that good stuff. So um, I then started uh, dating my now husband, and he's actually the person who kind of planted the seed of uh, hey, you'd be really good at this thing. And just because I was already networking with so many people and talking to so many people and creating that, you know, relationship really. Um, so I started in 2011 um, in the health and fitness, you know, industry within network marketing, uh, direct selling, you know, like you said, all those different terms. And I really just had no idea what I was doing. Again, super duper young, but. Uh, I just took really messy action and I put myself on video a lot and things just started growing from there. Um, so it, I kind of have to give credit to my husband for introducing me to it. He knew somebody uh, from high school whose aunt was like killing it in the business. And I think that always left him like a lasting impression of, wow, like this thing is real. You know, he saw somebody have true success. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to rewind for a second and be like, you bought your first house when you were like 21. <laughs> I did. I mean, baller. What the hell? <laughs> I was. Yeah. Well, also I should say in my hometown area, you can get houses really pretty cheap. It's, I think, um, our area is like the lowest, um, you know, whatever market <laughs> in the yeah. entire country, but still, yeah, it was a nice, it was a cute little colonial for, uh, what was it? Three bedrooms. It was perfect. Oh, that is awesome. Hey, it doesn't matter the price. Like that's pretty amazing. That's just, it represents something. It represents, yeah. you know, your hard work and that that's where your money went and da, da, da. So yeah. Um, okay. All right. So we see where you got started. You really have done some really great things. Um, I, I want to get into some of your strategies and tactics and things that have worked for you, of course, um, with social media and with YouTube. But the first thing, I want to just go ahead and like get this out of the way, if we can, to anyone that's um, unfamiliar with network marketing or direct sales, or maybe they've, hear, they've heard weird things or they've had like some weird crazy experience with some person that wasn't doing it right or whatever. Like, Can you just kind of clarify for the listeners... Um, what that whole industry is supposed to be about, what it's actually about <laughs> and what it really truly can do in a positive way for people that, that decide to join. Yeah. I, I think that because the barrier of entrance into the network marketing direct selling world is so low. I mean, some people can literally get started for $0. So that means Anybody can do this, which is also the beautiful thing about it is it doesn't require experience, a degree, anything. I mean, it's really like an, an equal opportunity for everybody, which I think is incredible. But also that's going to attract a lot of people that aren't really serious, don't really care, aren't doing it right, you know, are following bad leadership or bad, you know, tacky practices or whatever. Right. Um, if I may, I always say the good news is that anyone can start a business. The bad news is that anyone can start a business. <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah, I mean, any Joe Schmo can, you know, with a pulse, <laughs> can just start an online, you know, business here and maybe just not do it with the best of integrity or you just never know. But I, I think in some way... Um, you know, I think if you look at any, I always say this, if you look at any industry, you're always going to find the bad apples in anything, right? Literally everything. So this is no different. It's just, I think um, we all know somebody <laughs> who's done it and done it wrong. So it just seems a little more like, uh, you know, obvious, but Right. Um, I think what, this is about, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I just want to hear like my positive stuff you've seen, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So I think this is about 
people. I mean, that's what this is. It's about serving people. It's about giving to people. It's about uh, the people that just like me as a massage therapist, you know, you have to build that relationship or the person's not going to return. They're not going to feel comfortable. They're not going to have, you know, a connection and want to, you know, be in your presence. Basically, it's no different online or in person. I think you have to build um, credibility by uh, re- through relationships and network marketing has brought to me some of the most badass, you know, coolest, smartest, successful people that I've ever met, ever, ever, ever. Um, so I think, you know, you kind of have to strip away those preconceived notions and and really look at who's doing this because it's not it's not just the stereotypical, you know, or negative connotations that we hold with this. Like, no, there are really people who are just super smart and successful that have their hands dipped in, you know, direct selling because I mean, it is a real opportunity. So it really is. It is. I'm, I'm a believer in that. Um, because first of all, it's just in general, so interesting and so good. I think as entrepreneurs for people to just learn different things and learn different skills and meet different people and just you know, get an up close and personal look at certain things. And so that's what I was able to get with, with that world. And, um, like using zoom calls, like what we're doing right now, you do that all the time. We actually learning some business skills, but, but the people like, yeah, like you said, the people, um, whenever you find those really great gems like you and, um, other, and other people that I found, you just are so thankful that you're a part of it, you know, it is. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, look at what we're going through right now in our country. Like literally San Francisco got shut down yesterday. That blew my mind and other areas and across the world. And to think that now we have a platform online that, um, you know, we can continue connecting with people. We can continue bringing in income in some way. And for some people, it's their full-time thing or their side hustle thing. And for others, it's just, it's like a, they're diversifying, you know, other, a lot of people have other jobs and network marketing is just another, you know, piece of the pie to, to, you know, bring in income. Right. So, right. I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, it's amazing what we're able to do right now with, with our businesses and with technology and everything. Um, okay. Let me move, move us forward a little bit. So I like, um, Again, I want to. I'm going to get to some little bit more specifics. Maybe some tips you might have on Instagram and on YouTube in a minute. But I also want to mention personal branding. It's something I love to talk about because I think it's fun because you get to show yourself and and get in front of like a camera or in front of an audience and all these things. Um, and I think, and you probably agree, especially in this type of industry, this type of entrepreneurial journey that people are on when they're in direct sales or when they're doing, they're kind of independent. I feel like personal branding is so important to that group of people because you are your business. Like you are not an employee. You are, you know, and I just want to know like if you agree and how you've managed over the years to kind of create your own personal brand. So people are getting to know you and trust you and do business with you. I don't think it's just so important. I think it's everything. I think the most common mistake I see is people hiding behind the company or just attaching them or tattooing the logo on their forehead, so to speak, of the company. And it's not, you are a partner, you are affiliated with the company, but you are not that company. And I think that that's the first thing that people really have to understand is that you are your own brand and nobody relates to these big companies that don't have a personal connection with them. You know, I really, really believe that. So I think that it's essential. And I think it's the first thing that I see people do wrong is they're just blasting the company, you know, stuff out there. And people are like, okay, so what? I don't care. There's, I can, you know, commercials, that's around us all over the place. So we definitely have to brand ourselves and put, you know, just make that mind shift first, but then start putting energy into, like you said, putting your face out there. I think your face is your most valuable asset and I don't care what your face looks like. (laughs) I, I know a lot of people are so, um, self-conscious and scared to do that. And I think it comes from a place of fear. 
I've yeah. had a lot of people say, I could never do that. I, I don't look like this or nobody wants to see me and things like that. And it's like, you guys are missing the point because there's, you are right for the right people. You know what I mean? And if yep. you're not putting yourself out there, they're never going to find you. And the cycle continues there. So, um, yeah, I think you just have to have, you know, confidence to do it, but realize that it's essential and just feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. I agree so much. Um, do you, is there anything that you can think of that maybe you have done over the years um, with your brand, like even something simple that you've done kind of on social media, online to show more of yourself? I mean, I know you've shared about um, being a mom. I feel like that's really smart, especially because you have a unique situation. You have twins and people are going to relate to that. So do you feel like that's probably a good place for people to start when they're trying to really create their own brand, like have certain aspects of their life? I always say like choose certain aspects of your life you're willing to share about and then just keep sharing about it because people are going to keep connecting, right? Yeah. I learned this tip a while ago, but if you feel like you're being repetitive about certain things that you're sharing about, then you're doing it right. So I think think we tend to overcomplicate this and we think, Oh my God, I'm not that interesting. I don't have this much, this, these, you know, this really, um, you know, luxurious lifestyle and going on trips and doing all this stuff or whatever. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you've got to strip it back and, and just, um, you know, keep it to these simple, um, you know, facets of your life that you're willing to share, that you're comfortable sharing, and just keep sharing them over and over and over and over. It's n- because even though I'm, I see, I as a consumer on, let's just say, social media and and reading the same story from the same person, I'm still engaged and it still means something to me, even though I already know her story. It yeah. doesn't matter. And maybe now it relates to me different than it did last year. Right. But this person is still sharing the same stuff and now it's hitting me a different way. So you don't have to be um, super interesting at all. <laughs> you just have to kind of keep keep showing up and sharing those those you know facets. Right. Ah, yes. I'm so glad you said that. I'm not the only one saying that on this show. I've said it multiple. <laughs> so any of you that have listened to like every episode have heard me say that over and over is is you know, share over and over and over. Get your rotation of your things. Like I call it the fab four. It could be whatever. I, I say choose four things. It could be three things, five things, whatever. But of your life when you're building that personal brand and keep rotating them and keep sharing about it. Like you said, it's going to hit somebody in a different way at another time or or it's just going to take a while for people to catch on. We, the whole, Like a whole marketing thing like from way back in the day is like you have people have to see something however many times, like seven times or 11 times or whatever it was to to finally decide to buy. It's, it's that, it's still that same mentality. People need to see you and what you're sharing over and over and over. And then they start catching on and then they start knowing you, trusting you. And then of course, if they want what you've got, they'll do business with you. Right. (laughs) It takes time. It does. It's hard. It, It really is hard. I mean, we've all been, we've both been there. It's, it's not easy, but that's such, such good advice. Um, okay. So I mentioned your, Twins. So tell like I, there's so I mean so many listeners are parents. Probably most of my listeners are parents and have been through similar stuff. So talk about that. Like you work from home. You're always pretty much with your twin girls. <laughs> yeah. How how is that? Like do you have any? What, how has that been for you? And do you have any words of wisdom for anybody out there that might be discouraged about that? Well, first of all, I want to say that. I, I have struggled with it. It wasn't a super easy transition by any means. I had all the time in the world. I don't even know what I did with all that time before kids. And I'm actually still mad at myself (laughs) for that time, but we're a bunch of time um, wasters before we have children. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So anyways, yeah. Um, you know, going from no kids to twins was obviously a huge, you know, (laughs) like everything flipped upside down. Um, but yeah, it was definitely hard to prioritize my business and figure out, okay, like not only when am I going to, um, you know, put this into my day, but having like the mental capacity to do it honestly has been the most challenging thing for me because I feel like I'm spent expending so much energy, you know, with my kids on my kids, you know, in that direction that, I don't even know that I have sometimes the brain power to like string sentences together. And so for me, that has been like my biggest challenge. 
Um, you know, things that I've done is really getting intentional and carving out time in the morning um, or bedtime and kind of having these rituals and routines that I do, setting myself up um, and just kind of pouring into my cup first, you know, simple stuff making time for exercise. I really, um, post babies have been doing a lot of yoga, um, meditating for even five minutes, um, just sitting in a dark room and staring <laughs> at the wall, even just being quiet, being with my own thoughts. Um, and just making sure that I'm mentally, um, focused on what I'm, what I'm doing when I sit down to work. Because if your time is limited, I think you have to really focus in on what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And being super intentional about it. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. It's going to fall by the wayside. Life's going to come first. And then the business that you really want is just going to sit there. Right. You know. So I would say fill up your own cup first, essential. And then... Um, get clear on why you're doing it. Re like rezone in on that and then fit it in, prioritize it, schedule it in. So for, for me now it's nap times because at the end of the day, I just want to veg. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't want to work when I go down to bed, you know, but for a lot of parents, that's the time or in the morning. So it's just kind of figuring out what works, you know, and, and scheduling it in. Right. Yeah, I think you um, hit the nail on the head big time with the with the whole focusing in on, well, of course, why you're doing what you're doing, but also on the actual work that you're about to do. Like, stay focused. When you're working, you're working. And I, I always kind of like joke with friends and stuff about how like how incredibly efficient <laughs> it seems that like work at home parents are like because you learn you just have to you have to figure out those time slots you have to focus on your work and then when you stop working you have to focus on your kids and it's wild but it's totally doable clearly yeah. you're, you're proof of that but you also you had you had your time period right where you said I mean so everybody should realize give yourself some grace like yeah. you, you and probably everybody else has a time period at first when you first become a parent no matter who the hell you are mm -hmm. <laughs> of like what in the hell is going on with life? <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah. it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. It does get better. Um, the girls just turned two, uh, this past week and I still, I feel like now I'm, I'm, I'm better <laughs> than I was. <laughs> but it probably took about all that time. I mean, yeah, it, it did. It did. I learned just so much about myself. Like it wasn't even so much about them. It was about me. It was about like how I was, you know, stepping into this new role of being a mom and how I wanted to, you know, show up for that, but also just, I don't know, letting it just sink in, you know, and embracing it. That took a long time. It did. It took years. And, um, our transition into parenthood was a little rocky too. Um, we didn't have, I, I went into, um, well, I didn't go into labor. I was, I had a C-section at 30 weeks. So they were two months early. We had the NICU time uh, for like three months. So there was a, you know, a big window there where it was just survival. You know, I mean, we didn't, we literally didn't know if one, you know, twin was going to make it when she was born. It was just so scary. And there were so many hurdles and challenges. So, um, you know, but I remember even in that time, um, of being just, you know, emotionally fragile that I still, um, if I had time just because I just wanted to, I was still showing up in some way in my business um, whether it was just responding to messages or emails or, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like just the very, very bare minimum, because honestly it was a distraction, a positive one, you know, and when I was on bed rest before they were born, it was again, a positive distraction where I probably would have been, you know, binge watching Netflix, whatever I was able to, to actually, you know, make money and, and do something that was, you know, fruitful. So, um, and that's going to look different for everybody, you know? Right. right. Well, it's, I mean, I've, I've talked to you about this before, um, of course, but like, it's just amazing what, you know, just, just what it's been amazing watching you. Cause I met you, gosh, whenever your babies were pretty new and, and I just watching you go through that journey and I just can't even imagine, you know, 
having um, health situations with your babies. And then of course the regular, like yeah. I just had babies <laughs> and life is crazy already and all that. So I just, I commend you. And I know so many of you, <clears throat> excuse me, listening out there have been through some situations like that with, with, with parenthood. And it's um, sometimes that shit gets real heavy and deep, <laughs> but I, but I appreciate you being here talking about it because I think that it's super helpful. People need hope, right? I feel like that hope is one of the things that gets us through stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always, it's going to get better. And I always think it can be worse. And so even through all the really, really hard stuff, like I was just stay, tried to stay in that place of gratitude, even when it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, you know? Right. But it's true. I, I see people that I'm connected with on social media and I see their journey and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I can't even imagine. It could always be worse. And so, right. yeah, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Good. There's always hope. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, okay. So let me get back to business a little because I want to talk, I want to let you talk to the listeners about what you've done in your business when it comes to social media and technically YouTube, I guess it's not exactly social media, but it falls in the online marketing umbrella. Um, or we might call it a search engine, but, um, but yeah, so I know that you, you really grew an audience on Instagram, which is really impressive. And then you have done a lot of video and you did a lot of YouTube video. So can you talk about that? Like what made you choose to use the the platforms and the, and, and take the routes that you took when it was, when it comes to sharing about your business online? Um, I had a mentor when I first started, uh, in my network marketing journey, who always led with video and always kind of preached and instilled that into me that video is like the shortcut. Video is the shortcut to building a relationship online, period. Nobody can say that it's not King because it is. So at this point, I mean, until they create like 3d or not 3d, but like virtual reality where we can like <laughs> virtually be in the same room, right? I feel like video and audio are the best hearing, um, the inflection in your voice that creates trust, seeing your eyes, these, these just, um, like almost to like a psychological, uh, you know, connection. That's, that's what it is. So, um, that's always going to be most powerful. So that I learned that early on and guys, I made a lot of bad videos, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of bad videos. Um, it starts started, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I started on Facebook just with my, you know, however many hundreds, you know, 200 friends and family that I had and, um, just kind of started putting myself out there, even though it was uncomfortable, even though I was terrible. And just kept doing it. And then, yeah, then I started Instagram, which I didn't really do much video on Instagram. And then I started just talking into my iPhone and putting them on YouTube. Um, and, and I think YouTube's really cool because I think people are looking for, you know, specific things and um, they want to consume video there. They want, they, that's what they're there for. So yeah. give them what they want. Right. They're you know? literally, it, it's, it's, if you're not real familiar with YouTube and how it really works, I mean, it really is a search engine. I mean, yeah. literally people are typing in how to blah, 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 or how, you know, whatever. And your video could come up. They want to see it. Yeah. A lot of my videos that people stumbled on were suggested by YouTube because there's an algorithm like every platform. And so they may be watching a video about, um, I don't know, let's just say, fitness and because fitness is maybe something I, I have talked about or whatever, my video about business or something might roll into that next. And Hey, you never know, you know? Right. Did you, um, to get more specific for anybody that wants that is already got their business kind of going, they want to get more into YouTube. Um, can you give any specific tips? Like for example, um, on actually creating the videos, if there's anything mm-hmm. that helped, helped you or be more at ease or make it look better or feel better or whatever. But also when you posted to YouTube, um, did you have, I mean, I assume you had a call to action or a way for people to reach you and all that. So can you kind of talk about some specific tips that might help somebody? Yeah. So I think for the video content or creation itself, um, for me, like I didn't have any fancy equipment. I literally used my iPhone, which I know you talk about all the time, Brittany, which I think is amazing because 
we can talk ourselves out of doing something because we don't have the proper equipment. It's BS because we all have phones. Yep. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I did everything on my phone. I bought a really cheap, like $15 um, clip on mic from Amazon um, that I would just, you know, string through my shirt and stick up here um, by my collar and to to make the audio sound good. But other than that, that's all the equipment I had and a tripod. Um, I think lighting is important. Um, If you don't have a ring light, which is not essential, a window, I'm not using a ring light right now. I mean, just just the natural light of any window in your house, um, the tripod and good audio. I think that those are the basics. And I think we can all do that with our phones. Right. So, and you don't even need a tripod. Use some books, get creative. I've used a wine bottle before. Like <laughs> just <laughs> use a rubber band, wrap it around the wine bottle, uh, put it on a shelf, whatever. Amazing. A rubber band yeah. and a wine bottle, y'all. That's some MacGyver stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can you can get really creative. Um <laughs> So yeah, I think, I think lighting is important. I think, um, your face, that's my, I, I like, I think again, coming back to your face, I think your face is like your moneymaker. So I think I, sometimes I see videos where you're like really far away or you're like moving around or whatever. I think we want to see a head. We want to see a talking head. We want to see your eyes. We want to see your mouth. Um, not your mouth, but the way you talk, things like that. Uh, So look into the camera. That's the other tip. I think one of the biggest things is when you're looking into the camera, you are making a connection with the person who's watching you. And I know it feels weird, but that's the truth. And so if you're looking at yourself, it's really distracting sometimes. I know I'm looking at myself. Right. Right. No, it's okay. Yeah. We have, we have video going, but it's okay. No. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Like look into the actual lens and the little dot it is, you're right. It is weird, but if you can just play make believe for a sec and pretend like that little dot is an actual human, even if it's an actual human that, you know, like literally an example of somebody, maybe that would help you feel like you're talking to them. What I used to do when I first started as like a prompt for me is I'd put a little sticky note right next to the camera hole. And, um, you know, maybe it said smile, maybe it said somebody's name or some like kind of just like you said, Brittany, like picturing who you're talking to, like who is that perfect, you know, person, your friend or whoever, and just kind of envisioning that you're talking to them and not the camera hole. (laughs) That's so cute. That's such a good idea with the uh, with putting a note up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it says smile, that would be hard not to. You have some yeah. <laughs> smile the whole time. Okay, so okay, you're you're right on. I love that. I love that you've mostly used kind of simpler um, equipment and things. So it's proof you can do really great things um, with simple stuff. Also, so you know, whenever you post the videos um, to YouTube, are you what kind of call to action are you leaving, or you know, any tips in that? area? I think, uh, I mean, I'm not a YouTube expert by, by any means, but I think one of the most important things you can do is title it correctly. I see that mistake a lot where you're, you have to tell people what they're going to be watching. And that's usually the first thing that I would start every video off with is right up front, give, tell them what they're going to be watching. So, you know, Hey guys, it's Amanda. In this video, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, how to post a video on YouTube, like tell them up front. Um, and I think that the title is similar to that. So give them a title that makes them want to check it out and makes them want to click. And then um, the description box is really valuable real estate I, on YouTube. You can put websites, you can put links, you can, I mean, you can put anything in there. And I don't know what the... Um, the the word limit, but it's, yeah, but, it's big. You can put a lot. Yeah, you can really write a lot of stuff. So I I don't know what the best practices are, you know, officially, but I would say give them multiple ways to contact you, to reach out to you, to visit your website, to lead them to um, your email list or freemium or freebie or, or anything. Even, even a a call to action that I used to have, I picked this up from James Wedmore along in one of his courses is to um, have people subscribe to your YouTube channel in the YouTube description. So you can actually just copy and paste the link to subscribe. And so subscribe for more videos, it click it, it like a little pop-up subscribe button comes up and then they just click it. And so now they're going to get notified of future videos or whatever. So 
there's literally so many things you can do in the description, but you got to do something. Don't leave it empty. (laughs) Yes. Do not leave it empty. Yeah. And definitely having a way to subscribe and reach you. If if nothing else, um, make sure that's there because you never know. Like you said, you've told me in the past that you have um, done a good bit of business simply because people started there. They start, they first saw your video on YouTube and then of course they mm-hmm. contacted you or whatever. Right. I recruited, um, and that's like a network marketing term, but I enrolled, um, hundreds of people that found me through YouTube. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people would start with one video and yeah, they're, they're binge watching or going down the rabbit hole of videos that are either suggested for them or they're just, they're just generally interested in what you have to say. So that, so therefore they're consuming video after video after video. Um, and then usually they'll email me or they'll find me on social Instagram, send me a DM, go to my website, send me a message there. So there's, you definitely, everybody kind of wants to connect in a different way. So that's why I think if you kind of, in the description, give them multiple ways, then they can choose the way they want to connect with you. Some people just want to email. Some people want to see what are you doing on Instagram, you know, or all of the above. Some people want to stalk you. So give them the chance. (laughs) As long as it's friendly stalking, it's more than welcome. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Social stalking. Um, But yeah, I think that if you... Um, just give, just give them the opportunity to connect with you in a few different ways. But yeah, they, a lot of people found me and I always asked them and it was, it was usually YouTube. Wow. That's incredible. YouTube is such a powerful tool. Um, That's awesome. Okay. So what about now kind of switching gears just because the other platform that you're mostly active on right now is Instagram. So how do you feel about Instagram when it comes to um, this, this network marketing industry and using it as, as a good platform. I mean, what are your thoughts on that and any good tips on things that have worked for you on Instagram? Yeah, I think every business right now, I don't care what it is, needs to be on Instagram because I feel like we can just visually get a really great understanding and idea of who you are as a brand, as a person, what you stand for, all of those things very easily on Instagram. I don't have to consume lots of video. I don't have to spend a ton of time. I can literally pull up your Instagram and just really quickly draw my own conclusion. Right. You really, it is a great way to learn a lot about somebody pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and, um, I think that, I think stories are a great way to share, you know, behind the scenes and not so perfectly polished. And I think Instagram has come full circle right now. I think Instagram, you know, started off as this like way to edit photos. And then it like morphed into this, you know, almost like magazine level style of like having to just be so perfectly polished. And now I feel like we just want real. Mm -hmm. We're like, so over that. I don't relate to people who I see and I'm just like, what, like, what life do you live? (laughs) (laughs) Look at you on that jet. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, where is this fairy tale? That doesn't, you know, I see it and I'm just like, that's great. But I don't feel connected to her, you know, when I see that, but when I see that mom who's in the trenches and sharing that and the pictures can still be aesthetically beautiful, but the voice is real. You know what I mean? Like it's an authentic message and, um, that's what I think we just need more of is you, it's so easy to look at what everybody else is doing. Speaking from my own experience, I think that's my biggest struggle sometimes with Instagram is I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by, you know, so many people, but then I, I have to really bring it back to like, what, what is my voice sound like, you know, because it's really easy to just like want to oh emulate you know, and be inspired yeah. by certain things and which we all do. But then at the end of the day, it's like, who am I, you know, like, what do I have to say, you know? And so yeah. I think to some point we have to just put blinders up and, yeah. and protect, you know, our own message because it can get watered down by trying to be like, and do what, you know, other people are doing. Right. Well, and speaking of that, um, it's something that I'm sure you've seen and that I've seen actually um, definitely within this 
industry we're talking about of direct sales and all that is like, like imitating a bit too much, (laughs) taking Mm -hmm. it a bit too far, because I do feel like there was a chunk of time where it was encouraged by like team leaders and certain companies were like, you can copy this social post I made and use it everywhere. Right. But I think it started to get a little out of hand and people just started taking other people's content and forgetting that somebody wrote that or created that or filmed that or whatever. So um, first of all, don't do that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't copy people's stuff. Exactly. Like you said, you want to be you. I mean, can you learn from others? Excuse me. Of course, just like people are learning from what we're talking about right now, but you, you have to try your best. You just have to be an individual. Yeah. You know what? And this is what I always, um, you know, said to my team was it doesn't work anyways. And I really, I really believe that. I think you can rip off and copy and paste and all that, but we're now so far into this, you know, social media, like whatever generation that people can smell BS from a mile away. And if people, all of a sudden you start you know, social selling and sharing and, you know, network marketing and your voice changes so much so that it's unrecognizable to the people that you know, or who have been following you and connected with you, you're instantly pushing them away. It's like they instantly recognize, oh, (laughs) like she's in one of those things, whatever. Like that's kind of feeding into all of that. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Definitely be authentic. And like maybe another little add on tip to that whole topic that might be helpful. Somebody might be like, sorry, it's okay. I, my kids, my kids were making noise a minute ago too. Um, that might be helpful. Oh, okay. Um, something specific though, like if you're worried, so if you like, maybe you have copied somebody else's words before you wanted to or whatever, think about this. Like if you're not Maybe writing isn't your strong suit, which it's not lots of people's strong suit. I mean, the smaller percentage of the population is a great writer, not the larger. So that's okay. So maybe your stuff isn't like a novel and lengthy. Maybe you focus more on this aspect of it. You know what I mean? So if you're great on video, really, really emphasize that maybe instead. If you're great at taking photos, emphasize that instead. Just choose your strong point and then just run with it, I feel like. Absolutely. I, I'm not the best writer for sure. For And that's something I struggle with too, is, you know, you sometimes, you know, you have the idea of what you want to say, but then you're, you know, you actually sit down to type out that caption and you're like, whoa, <laughs> like this doesn't sound good or is this grammatically correct? I don't know. But I, I think at the end of the day, you just have to stop thinking and just do, you just need to take action because you, at least for me, can, I can talk myself out of doing anything for any reason. So it's, you know, perfection doesn't exist. So you just need to think less and just do more. Um, so just post the caption, who cares if it's grammatically correct, you know, things like that. But, um, there's other, I think that, yeah, you're right. You need to play up your strong suit. And, um, so like one app that I was introduced to, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but you can probably Google them. They're like just voice transcription apps. So um, you just yeah. speak into it and, uh, you know, it, it types it out. And so sometimes the way we type in our brains sounds so much differently than when we're just speaking freely. Yeah. So, you know, what if you have a topic you want to riff on, um, maybe just voice record yourself even. Yeah, you don't even need yeah. the app. Just just simply voice record yourself and then go back and, you know, you can transcribe it yourself. Um, or you have a quick thought, put it in your voice notes, things right. like that. Um, because the way we write and the way we speak are two different ways sometimes. Right. And... I see sometimes where I read something and I'm like, whoa, who is that person? (laughs) Right. Like, calm down, sister. This is not the way you talk. No, you're right. You're right. You know, I actually, um, back on, uh, just, oh gosh, I think it's episode 10 y'all. Um, I had a copywriter, Terry Schilling, uh, on, on the show and he actually, I mean, he's a professional and he said the same thing. He was like, you know, yeah, of course, sure. Do your best to correct this or fix that. And like over time you get better at making sure like grammar is right and all these things. But he said the same thing, like try to, at least for the most part, like write like the way that you talk, because it is going to sound phony if you suddenly start writing in some other style. (laughs) 
Yeah. And people are going to be like, that, that's not Brittany. That's not Amanda. That's not what they sound like, you know? Um, so it even, even coming from a copywriter himself, he said the same exact thing. I agree with you. That's so smart to record it the way you would say it. I would never think to do that. Yeah. If it's, you know, you have a topic in mind and something um, pops into your head, especially being a busy mom, sometimes I'll just have like this idea, like write, um, not write it down. I mean, you can write it down, but voice record and kind of riff for a minute. And then I'm sure if you come back to that, you're going to, you know, start typing and, you know, kind of just take your authentic thoughts and put them in caption form. Right. That's awesome. I love that tip. Okay. So before I let you go, um, because I know we both got to get back to the mom life. Um, I just want you to close with whatever final thoughts you have for somebody when it comes to, you know, being, um, being whether you're specifically in network marketing or social selling or, or whatever, but you're kind of this independent business owner, entrepreneur, you're trying to get your message out there online. Like any final words of wisdom or tips for someone that's discouraged or anything that's really helped you just overall being out there on the interwebs? <laughs> yeah. I think the first thing is, like I said a few minutes ago, like just you have to take action. You have to take messy action. It's not going to feel like you're not going to ever feel ready. Maybe you will, but a lot of people don't. And it's scary to start putting yourself out there. Nobody can deny that. So you just have to freaking do it. First of all, you just have to feel your fear and do it anyways and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And it's going to get better. and It's going to get easier every single time you do it. Um, and I also think that it's smart to breadcrumb. And that was another term I learned from my very first mentor is breadcrumb your life on the internet. And uh, presuming that's the way you want to build your business, which I think probably that's your audience that's listening to this, but breadcrumb your life. Um, like, you know, lead people to a destination, <laughs> but breadcrumb it. It's not going to be one video. It's not going to be one blog post. It's not going to be one post. It's going to be a breadcrumb effect. You're leaving a little trail yes. to lead the people where you want them to, to end up. And so I feel like if you zoom out and you look at that, it's not one post, not one thing, one action you're going to do is going to be the end all be all. So you can kind of take some pressure off of yourself too, you know, and just think about breadcrumbing. You're leaving every little post is a breadcrumb. Right. That's, so just, that's such a good way to put that. I've never heard it put that way before because I think that the, the, um, the whole like going viral thing gave everybody this false sense of what our, you know, online efforts should look like. And it, that's not, it's not about going viral with one piece of content. You're right. Every, every small effort and every smaller piece of content can lead them to wherever you want them to go. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? Those people who go viral a lot of times, because I'm always interested in this kind of stuff, they don't have any, they are not prepared to go viral. So that's for nothing. Like, I think, you know, if you don't have that foundation set up then okay, so a video goes viral. What, what, what next? Yeah. Yeah. What does that do for them? Nothing. Right. Right. So yeah. So have a place for people to go. So if you're going to have this online presence, which you should, um, no matter what platform it's on, like we said, like make sure it's very clear. People know how to reach you or how to, or even if it's order from you, whatever you, you do, it needs to be easy to get a hold of that information and you're leading them to that. Yeah. I think confusion is the enemy online. I think if people don't understand what it is you do and all that kind of stuff, then they're gone. Like you really don't have it, you know, a huge window. Like people need to understand it very, very simply. And so I think that's why, you know, Instagram and kind of having these things be, um, wherever you want to lead people, then have it be clear. Right. No confusion. People shouldn't have to search too hard to figure it out. Agree. 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 <laughs> people are going to people are gonna lose their patience and they're going to keep scrolling. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I think lastly, just don't lose yourself you know, trying to copy and compare and um, even be inspired by, but don't lose your own voice and just really hone in and keep it top of mind um, on what your intention is and why you're showing up and who you're showing up for. Because sometimes when we're talking into that camera hole, we lose that. We lose like, who is that? Who is the person watching on the other side of it um, or listening? Right. So keep that top of mind every single time you sit down to work. Yeah. 
Don't lose yourself. It's so amazing just in general that because back in the day, it wasn't really a thing that it even exists. First of all, that you can even have these businesses and work online and raise babies and, and all these things that we're able to do and be home and still have businesses whenever freaking coronavirus is happening. <laughs> um, but also the fact that not only is it acceptable that we get to just be out there on the internet, be ourselves, you know, have fun with it and all that, but it's encouraged. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, the, you, if you're not branding yourself to, to, you know, to your audience and being yourself and being authentic, you're really missing out on a really great time and a great experience and the people you're going to meet and the people that are going to be drawn to you because you shared and you were you, you know? I think it's important that people know that, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's actually a really low percentage of people who are on social media and on the internet are very low percentage of those people are actually creating the content. So it's something like 20 and 80%. So like 20% of the, of social media, let's just say Instagram are the creators and 80% are consuming it. So while I think it sometimes looks like, Oh my gosh, this is so saturated. Everybody's doing this, whatever. No, we're, they're just the ones you see, but 80% of the people are not creating a thing. They're sharing reposting, you know, they're circulating what's being created by the 20%. So there's room really encouraging. Yeah. There's, I think there's room for everybody. I think, you know, I, I really, um, believe in having that, um, you know, abundance mindset, but you got to show up to do it. Otherwise. Yeah. I mean, that's it. (laughs) The bug stops there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Amanda, I think we gave him some good stuff and, um, I I really appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. I know you have a busy life and I I really do appreciate you taking the time to be with me and with the listeners. I would like to um, make sure they know how to find you, how to contact you, whatever. So now's the time to plug it away. Anything, social handles, YouTube, website, whatever. So the best place is Instagram. And it's just my name at Amanda Slisky, S-L-I-S-K-I. That's it. That's the best spot right now. I love it. That's simple. Y'all find Amanda. You will not be sorry. Follow her on Instagram. Send her a message. Say, hey, I heard you on the show. (laughs) All right, Amanda. Thank you so much, babe. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, you guys. I hope y'all enjoyed the interview with Amanda. Like I said, she is so amazing. Please definitely go follow her on Instagram. You're going to love her. I just know you are. I really appreciate her being on the show. I appreciate you listening to the show. And before I go... I have a couple people that want to say something. Thanks for listening Listening to to our mom. (laughs) Um, I might be bribing them right now. I don't know. But wasn't that cute? All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening today. Um, Don't forget to follow the uh, podcast on social media. Uh, It's on Instagram. Just search Social Sunshine Podcast on Facebook. Search Social Sunshine Podcast. And of course, follow me, Brittany Crossan, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Join your girl on TikTok. I'm over there jamming and having a party. You're invited. (laughs) All right, you guys. Um, That's it. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.